listen, sometimes you just gotta play capture the flag. <laughs> and you can't catch all the red flags. Hey guys, you're listening to Drunken Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And we have no thoughts, just good questions. <laughs> that was uh, one of the best contributions to come to the podcast after our most recent episode with Dan Jordan from Pilot Project. Yeah, we won't ever say that again because it doesn't fit, but... You know, we'll find ways to just sl- we'll we'll find ways to just slip it in somewhere randomly, and it'll be like a fun callback joke if we yeah. remember. We used to have a lot of callback jokes. I don't remember any of them. Nope, I don't either. No thoughts, head empty. And we also share a singular brain cell between the two of us. And so, if you can't remember, that means I certainly can't remember. That is accurate. So, um, it's your week. Yes. Ooh, I'm very excited for this week. So, okay. It is the first, it is March. Wait, hold on. So, Before we start this, I just want to say, um, I think pr- like last month we were sad that like this was going to be a very exciting, like this month, like, like last month during yeah. the music corner, we said that like March is, was really exciting. You were so excited and you like, it's taking everything that you have to not talk about it. So I just want to preface yes. what you're about to say with we're yes. finally here. Yes. For the one that Stephanie was very excited about. Um, what's, what's actually really funny is I think a lot has changed since we did, you know, I was hyping up, like, what was coming out in February. Um, what's funny is, yeah, I mean, this list, I, I've seen this list a couple times now because I, I purposely, like, will look at it. Yeah. Um, I think the number one that you are, like, most excited for is not even one that you're going to talk about. Number one that you, like, one of the ones, one of the two that you were really excited for last month. Oh, is not yeah. That you're gonna oh, talk no, about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that one. We can, um, we can, we'll mention it, but it's not. Yeah. So that you guys know we're not keeping a secret, but um, yeah, I think it's that's Mits- what's interesting. It's Mitski. Is like, it's yeah. Mitski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to talk about Mitski today. Mitski did not make the list. Um, Her album was very good, but there were a lot more better albums that came out. So let's. Yeah. Let's preface with that. So the first album I'm going to talk about came out on... Oh, sorry. I actually interrupted you, so you didn't say, like, these are the albums from February. Oh, well... In the beginning. Sorry. These are the albums that came out in the month of February. So these are my top five favorite albums that came out in February. So it's the first week of March. (laughs) Sorry for interrupting. So how good. So the first one we're going to talk about came out on February 2nd. February 4th, I don't know why I keep seeing two and keep thinking my brain's like, oh, it's the second. No. Came out on February 4th. It is the 11th studio album from the band Animal Collective. And it's called Time Skips. I would like to point out this is their 11th album. That's a lot of albums. I'm just really excited for when King Gizzard makes the list from their new album and it's the 20, you get to say this is their 20th album. The 20th album. That's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, hold on. Where'd my chart go? I have too many tabs open. Okay. So um, one of the really interesting things about this album in particular is that it feels like the follow-up to Meriwether Post Pavilion, which came out, what, 10 years ago? More yeah. than that? 
Hold on, I gotta see when this came out because I'm gonna feel like an idiot if it was like way longer ago than that. I mean, I really enjoyed this because it's it feels like a departure from recent Animal Collective, like yeah. back to what they used to do. So Meriwether um, Post Pavilion came out in 2009. So this okay, so album 11. feels like a follow up to that album. Years? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree. It was I really enjoyed this. It was just it was fun to like kind of go back to that or like. They weren't just throwing every trick they had mm-hmm. in recording into a song. Um, it was kind of like pared back and a little bit more like minimalistic as far as Animal Collective can can go. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I gave this a nine. I also bought. A, I did not pre-order this album on vinyl. Shockingly. Um, I bought it the day it came out and the version I got is like this black and red galaxy type thing. And I found it on the animal collective website. It's gorgeous. It sounds fantastic on vinyl. This is one I'm going to have to pick up as well. It's, Oh, it's so good. I'm actually seeing them live in three. Well, after this comes out, I think it'll be the following weekend after this episode comes out, I'm seeing animal collective here in Chicago. So I'm very excited to hear these songs live. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about also came out on February 4th, and this is the album I've been like talking nonstop about since it came out. Um, also, I will preface with saying that um, I think part of the reason I'm so like emotionally invested in this album is because the lead singer quit the band four days before the album was released, and so they canceled their global tour. They, they're never going to play these songs live. The band has come out and said, we will never hear these live without their lead singer. Yeah. So this is Black Country, New Road, Ants from Up There. Um, this album is one of the most gut-wrenching, emotional albums I've ever heard, start to finish. And every song feels like it's leaving you on this like emotional like cliffhanger where it feels like this could be the end of the album and then it just keeps going and then all of a sudden the final three songs are all like this could be the end and then there's another 12 minute song following like oh my god it's so good it's like you know in high school when you listen to those albums like and you wanted to be sad so you'd listen to something sad this is like that album where like every bit of it is so melancholy and so like just heartbreaking um that it like breaks your heart with it and it's interesting because it's like it's a very like simple concept like conceptually speaking Mm -hmm. it's very simple album it's just about like isaac and like basically losing someone that he cared a lot about and like just being by himself and writing about it and it's but like you feel like you're there because he sings and they play with such emotion that it just like brings you in and it rips you out like rips out your heart yeah. with his and i think it's interesting that you like you mentioned that you know we'll never hear these songs live and i think that that's what makes it even more heartbreaking is that yes like there's almost closure in being able to see it and it's like a relationship where you never get closure because yes. you're never gonna get to see it so it's like yes. just no closure you're just like it's like a it's like a raw wound that he's like exposed you exposed for you um, by making this album this album, I think, is going to end up on a lot of critics' album of the year. Because I know the day this came out, like, this got so much publicity and so much press. Did and it for the first Reddit, time win album of the year? 
Um, Mercury Award. I, I don't know that they won. They were nominated for Mercury Prize for their debut album for the first time, which actually uh-huh. came out in 2021. So yeah. this album's coming out about, I think they said almost a year to the day that yeah. for the first time came out. Yeah. yeah. So it's, oh, this album is so good. Like No, oh I mean, I God. would not be it's surprised amazing. if this, like, <clears throat> won awards. Um, I think that this is, this is like the album that's good, that has catapulted them into, I wouldn't say mainstream, but far more, like, mainstream, far more people recognition, yeah, yeah, like a lot more people know about them because of this album, and it's only it's, been out for like a month. Yeah, this album was absolutely amazing. Um, I honestly could do like an entire episode just talking about Black Country New Road. Yeah. Um. But the one thing I will say um, before, I mean, I gave this album a perfect time. I should start there. Um, the final song on the album is called Basketball Shoes. And like the, it's a tw- like a 12 something minute song. And the first yeah. half of it's pretty toned down. And then all of a sudden you get to the last three minutes and you just start like, that's when like, the emotions hitting you throughout the album, but it just culminates in the end of this album. And it's like the last three minutes and yeah. it is so explosive emotionally that I always text you. I'm like, hold on. I got to cry to the last five <laughs> minutes of basketball shoes. How many times have you cried to this album so far? Um, twice. The one time was intentional. Like I was, I got super, numbers. you got to get those numbers. Up. I know. Well, the one time was like super intentional where I just got like absolutely shit canned by myself. Cause the boyfriend was traveling and yeah. I just got wrecked and listened to it by myself and sobbed for like the entire time. But that was the goal. Um, sometimes the songs will just come on shuffle on a playlist. So like I have a um, place where he inserted the blade on a couple playlists mm-hmm. And that's, like, another really sad one. So that one will get me kind of randomly. Sometimes Concord will get me. I'll just be out walking. It's on, like, our blend right now on Spotify. And then I go, oh, no, it's coming. Okay. So, yeah, very emotional with that one. Uh, It was amazing. Uh, The next one came out on February 11th. Um, It's the new album from Big Thief. It's called Dragon... New Warm Mountain, I Believe You, which is the weirdest name I've ever heard. For like a folk album, too. Yes. Well, yeah, Big Thief's kind of like an indie, folky kind of band, but they're also from Brooklyn, so they don't feel that folky. Uh, This is their fifth album. Um, I actually, I got to listen to a leak of this album a few days before it came out. It it blew me away. This is probably some of the best work I've ever heard. And I thought Two Hands, which came out in 2019, was the best thing I had ever heard from them. And this album is absolutely beautiful. It's absolutely amazing. Um, I gave it a perfect 10. I thought it was a phenomenal album. It's also like an hour plus long. So I don't know what's up with these albums being this freaking long and me still wanting to listen to them the whole time. Cause I get very bored very fast, but I'm listening to these whole albums that are mm-hmm. over an hour long and I am like sucked in the whole time. So I think that's a very impressive feat between yeah. black country, new road and big thief with these super long albums. Yep. Um, I, um, I listened to it once. I think I need to listen to it again. Um, I don't know if I was giving it like a full attention. It's very good. 
Adrian Lanker is amazing on this yeah. album. I think maybe uh, I didn't get through the whole thing either because it was like super folky and I just like couldn't get into it. I actually got a physical pressing of this. It's like a beautiful jade green color. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It, it showed up a little late, so I didn't get it until a couple days before we recording, we're recording this. It's, oh my God, it's so pretty. Um, the next one is another highly anticipated album that was coming out. Came out on February 18th. It is the new album from Beach House. It's called Once Twice Melody. I think the way that they led, like they did the press for this and led up to it was really interesting because they like dropped four songs like every month. It basically was released as like EPs. EPs. So every month leading up to it, they would drop the first part, the second part, the third part. And then on the release date, they drop the whole thing as a culminated album. Yeah. This is their, oh God, I don't even know how many albums they have. Seven, six, five. This is her eighth album. <clears throat> yeah, um, I've been looking forward to this album for a while, especially the you know them dropping it as these EPs. I gave this another perfect ten. My notes are amazing, incredible, iconic. I can die now. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of jokes about like in the last couple of years about like when Beach House is finally gonna like release a new album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they announced Once Twice Melody, like Jan, no last October? year, yeah, last year, November or um, something like that. I remember what like it was, like I, I I listened to the song Once Twice Melody so many times between same, like them dropping the first half, like the first EP, and like the song Once Twice Melody being out. Um, it is fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, I I love it. It's so long. It is. It's another long one. Yeah. And it kept my keeps my attention the whole time, which, again, like, does not happen. So the last one we're going to talk about was kind of a sleeper. I don't know, sleeper, but it snuck up on me. <laughs> um, and I kind of, like, didn't really know anything about this band. This is their debut album. I've never heard of them. I have more followers on my personal Instagram than they do. Like, that's how small this band is. That's um, not saying that she has a lot of followers. That's just saying no, how little they have. That's how little they have. Exactly. Um, so they're called Holodrum, and their debut album is called Holodrum. Um, so this band is a disco-infused synth-pop group that's made up of members of other bands in the UK. So it's members of the old band Hookworms, Yard Act, um, Cowtown, Virginia Wing, and Drala. And it's kind of like seven members from all of these other bands came together to form this synth pop band. And they, uh, their main source of inspiration is DFA Records. So for those listening, that's James Murphy's record label. Uh, my first listen was This Feels Like, you know, early LCD sound system. Um, I was absolutely obsessed with it. Literally on first listen, I went and bought a physical copy of the album. I thought it was that good. It absolutely blew my mind. Like, I don't know what I was expecting. I didn't, wasn't prepared for it. And it just blew me away. So I gave it a perfect 10 on first listen. And I, my physical copy actually arrived the afternoon of us recording it. So I just got to listen to it on vinyl today. And it was amazing. 
Yeah, I listened to this one specifically because um, it was on the list and you described it the way you did. Uh, and uh, one, it was like shorter than I expected it to be. Like, I got through it and was like, oh wait, this is it? It's done? Um, which I think just means like I wanted to keep listening to it. Like I exactly. wanted more. Um, but yeah, I agree. It was really good. So yeah, those are the albums. A lot of I do want to point. Month. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to point out that this is I think the first time you've ever had like this many tens in one month. I think the I most would, we've ever had is like three. I almost thought about going back and revising Animal Collective to a ten because of the amount that I've listened to it since its release. Like that's probably like the album I've listened to the most on this list, even more than Black Country New Road. Like I listen to Time Skips almost every day. Yeah, and you don't give two tens on the same day. No, I don't. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. This is, like, the first time you've ever had this many and that you were close to giving... A fifth ten. Straight tens across the board. Yeah. Tens, tens, tens across the board. So, that wraps up Stephanie's Music Corner. Um, Let's get into the beer for this week. Lindsay, would you like to start with the beer? Lindsay, what are you drinking? Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> um, I'm drinking Berry Stoned from Blue Oak Brewing out in That's San Carlos. That's an amazing Carlos. name. I love yeah, Blue is, Oak. That's a great it name. It is really good. And it's like all kind of like, it's tie-dye. Trippy. And like, trippy. Yeah. Um, so this is a sour ale with raspberries, blackberries, and nectarines. It is an 8.2% beer. Oh, it's a hefty um, one. And that is all the can says. So I am drinking a little idiom from our friends over at Pilot Project. This is a Brewer's Kitchen beer. Um, This is a fruited kettle sour with plum and Buddha's hand, which I had to look up, and it's a type of citrus. I could have told you that. It's all pith. Buddha's hand is all pith, no, like, pulp. Girl, you know I just had a mango. Do you think I know what a Buddha's hand is? Do you know what pith is? No. Pith is like the um, the white part of the like lot like of citrus. Like you know when you peel and there's like oh yeah yeah the yeah the skin okay. and the zest and then there's like pith. Yes. So it's all like if you were to cut it open, you just like cut it open and it'd just be white. Got like, it. Maybe okay. a tiny bit of like pulp, but there's like no actual like fruit inside. Interesting. Um, okay. Used heavily in like pickling and flavoring things. I yeah. have gotten a lot of TikToks of Buddha's hand. Well, that I makes saw sense. One at the store the other day. It was very exciting. I don't know why, but it was. All right. So. Oh yeah. Um, I can go first. This is okay. like extremely tart. Not so much that it gets like the weird afterface, but it's like like puckery. Um, almost like warhead level sour. Oh wow, um, that is sour. Yeah, it's really good though. Uh, you get a lot of raspberry. Like a lot of the berry flavor. I don't get too much nectarine, but I think that's kind of like the the softness that you get. Uh, so I'm going to call this there's almost like a salty flavor, which might just be me. Did you lick that salt lamp recently? No. (laughs) No, but you know when you eat, like, sour things, it's usually, like, citric acid that makes it sour? Yeah. Like, sour Skittles, it's, like, citric acid, but it also kind of tastes salty as well as sour. 
Oh, it's yeah, kind I kind of like I kinda get flavor. what you mean by that. Yeah, it's got kind of like that, like candy flavor, like candy sour. Yeah. So I'm going to call this uh, tart, soft, and um, one second, raspberry forward. Okay. So this actually is fairly i would say mild on that like pucker factor for this being a sour um it's got a little bit of tartness to it and it's but it it kind of to me is a little bit more funky forward than like sour forward which is really nice and makes it kind of uh, to, to me it's a little more easy to drink and enjoyable um it's definitely got the citrus notes forward um and overall it's actually pr- pretty smooth and i think that's kind of why it's not got that like pucker flavor to your pucker you know experience for it so i'm gonna call this one funky i'm gonna call it fruity and i'm also gonna say citrusy okay and when i say fruity i mean more of like the plum flavored fruity and then like citrusy you get like that flavor as well mm-hmm. that makes sense cool so with that let's get into the episode so I'm really excited for us to do this because everyone I've told that we're doing this episode, like I've just said the idea, they think it's hilarious because every, a lot of people have done this. Everyone can like connect with this. Yeah. So we're going to talk about thirst watching. So this is thirst watching part one. Um, we're going to, our next episode will be Spoiler. thirst watching part two. Um, but the idea of thirst watching is you essentially will like find a celebrity you think is attractive and you kind of just like will watch a movie specifically because they're in it or if you're me you just go through their entire filmography and watch everything you possibly can yeah um so what we're going to talk about today is um it's actually kind of inspired by there's a couple of other podcasts that do this so there's the retired thirst aid kit which actually was a very big podcast a couple years ago. And then there's actually a thirst watch podcast that talks more in detail about the films that they thirst watch. But we're just going to talk about the actors and actresses that we thirst watch for and why these, why we watched these and our thoughts on these movies and TV shows. So today we're going to talk about some of the worst TV and movies we've seen because there was a hot actor or actress in the movie. And we, Lindsay wants me to preface that these to other people may be good, but to us, we, we don't like them. And we're going to talk they about why not we not objectively bad. We are talking subjectiveness here. This there's entire podcast one, is subjective. So. I know, but there's one on here that we don't even agree on. Mm, so that's mm-hmm, kind of like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the point is like, I may think this is a bad movie and Stephanie may think it's a bad movie, but that doesn't mean the world thinks it's a bad movie. Some of these actually are like big, like, uh, big yeah. movies. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Okay. So the first movie I thought of when we brought up this topic was actually, I'm pretty sure it was nominated for awards. Um, it was the Amazon Prime movie Annette starring Adam Driver. So of course I thirst watch for Adam Driver. Um this movie's so <clears throat> bizarre. So the entire thing is like 
it's like a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife and they have a baby and the baby is like a doll the entire movie it's like this weird marionette doll there is no baby and it's a musical it's so weird <laughs> it's not good I, don't I was know wa- why I thought this was going to be like one of those um uh not A24 those horror Are you, are you thinking like... A24? Cuz that that is A24. No, like the horror or movies Blum- about the doll. That's oh. Blumhouse. Um I don't know if that's Blumhouse, but I was thinking it was like a Blumhouse movie. Is it an A24? I don't know. Honestly, we should take a tally of how many of these are A24 movies. <laughs> How many A24 fanboys are going to piss off in oh, this episode? Oh, fuck. What are those horror movies about the doll? Oh, fuck. I'm totally blanking. Annabelle. That's what it is. Very close. It is very close. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was attracted to this movie because I was told that there is a song where Adam Driver is going down on a woman. And they sing to each other while stimulating oral sex. And that was a big reason of me watching it. It was weird. Not a good movie. That sounds weird. Do not recommend watching this movie. Yeah, that does not sound good. It's also very long. It's very weird. Adam Driver's really hot, but like, eh, it's way too long and it's not good. Um, I'll do the next one. Okay. I kind of want to skip my first one on this list, and I'll go into... We'll come back to, we'll come back to your first one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to say Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I don't think anybody needs like a description of what this movie's about, because it's... I would hope not. <laughs> it's Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, I watch this for Jamie Dornan, because this, this I think, the, is the first movie he did after Once Upon a Time, and I thought he was so He's hot. in Once Upon a Time? Yeah, he's like the sheriff. He's barely in oh. it. Oh, um, is he in it more than Sebastian Stan? Yes. Okay. I don't think he like me. <laughs> Choking on my spit. I'm getting excited over here. Um, I don't think he makes it past the second season. I think he dies. Okay. I can't remember. Great. Okay. But I was really excited because I thought he was super hot. He is super and, hot. And uh, that movie's bad. I did not watch any of them after that. Um, I don't even. I think also I did. I knew. I read the book. Oh, I read the book in high school. I, think I read the book I in high school. I knew it was gonna be bad too, but I wanted to see him get naked. That's fair. Um, and engage in relatively vanilla BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, I did not see those movies, but I think I own those books. They're around here somewhere. <laughs> I think you do own those books. I've only seen the one. I don't know. I have them around somewhere. They might be under the bed. I have more books under our bed. Um, the next one's also an Adam Driver one. Um, this was sold to me as much a much better movie than it is. So it's called The Dead Don't Die. And um, it also stars Bill Murray, and it's supposed to be like a horror comedy, and that's what I was sold on it as. I was like, that sounds great. You have Adam Driver, you have Bill Murray, it's a horror comedy, it's going to be great. No, it's terrible. It's an awful <laughs> zombie movie. Um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about it besides the fact it's really bad. Adam Driver's like not even that hot in it, so it was not worth my time <laughs> watching. I think I watched it on a plane. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have a ton okay. to say about it. It's not good. The only thing that's good about this movie is there's a Sturgill Simpson song in it that's called The Dead Don't Die, and they reference it throughout the movie in like a meta way, and that's the only funny part about the movie. Got it. Um, so my next one is Love and Other Drugs. Um, this is uh, starring Anne Hathaway and Jake Gyllenhaal. They are a couple. They like hook up once. She has Parkinson's, and it's kind of about like her struggle with Parkinson's and um, like getting on like uh, treatment and um, what's the word? It's like when they're testing, like it's not like approved treatment. Clinical trials? Yeah. And getting like a clinical trial, yeah. Um to for like a like a drug. Um and and I think I I faintly remember Jake Gyllenhaal being like a drug rep. Um it was just a really sad movie overall. Like was not the vibe for these two hot people. Really sad. I cried. I went and I went and I, I should have known what it was going to be about, but I was just like, these people are hot. Let's let's watch this and then cried. I was like, this is killing my boner. Okay, uh, so not a vibe, <laughs> not a vibe. <laughs> um, the next one I'm going to talk about actually, you sent me. Um, because we were going through our Charlie Cox hyperfixation, uh, back in January and you sent me the trailer for this. It it looked good in the trailer. Okay. No, it did not look good in the trailer. I thought it looked entertaining in the trailer. So it's called Eat (laughs) Locals. It looks bad. It's essentially, um, a vampire movie with Charlie Cox in it, which sold me immediately. Okay. I don't know how you like looked at that that trailer and thought it was good. (laughs) I was like, I've seen a be... lot of weird vampire horror movies that are like I knew somewhat it was going to be bad, but that was the reason I watched it because it was like this is going to be so bad. Charlie Cox is really hot, though. Yeah, I know he plays a priest. That's not this movie. That's not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different movie. <laughs> that probably um, could be on this list, but that's a different. Yeah, movie. it could be. Um, there's a bunch of British vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Like they're like the army is coming to like try and kill the main vampires. Like the eight vampires of like the heads of the clans came and like met, and the army's like trying to kill them. And it's not. It's so boring. It's one of the most boring movies I've ever watched. But Charlie Cox is really hot, and that's the only reason I watched it. It was bad. I don't recommend. Save yourself. You can just look up photos of him. It's fine. <laughs> He'll do the job. My next one is I'm actually gonna skip this next one now, so because I wanna I don't wanna fight about it yet. Um uh it's the TV show True Blood, um, and Alexander Skarsgard. Um everyone knows about my love for Alexander Skarsgard. True Blood is a vampire TV show on that was on HBO. Um, so if that doesn't tell you exactly Aren't there what people... there werewolves in there, too? Or did I make that part um, up? Shapeshifters. Oh, okay. 
Um, if that I've doesn't not tell seen you this show, so about I'm just how bad there's fairies out. too. I've never seen um, this it's show. It's really bad. It's bad. It gets worse. Um, it gets worse over time. <laughs> like just like like people only watched it for the sex because everyone was super hot. Um, but if that if like HBO and vampires and like supernatural characters um, it doesn't tell you what people were watching for, then I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so I watched this for Alexander Skarsgård. It was hot trash, hot garbage. Was I, uh, it hot I once, though? It was hot. I once say to this guy that uh, we talked about how bad this was, and he was like, "Yeah, I watched it twice. Like, <laughs> I watched the entire thing twice, oh and God. that wasn't a red flag that I missed. It should have. It absolutely was a red flag that I missed. That is a big time <clears throat> red flag. The next one um, on my list um, is the only lovers left alive which was a really hot concept so it's tom hiddleston and tilda swinton and they're both vampires living in detroit and it's they're both like super hot and they have a lot of sex and they're naked a lot of the movie you know i cannot explain my attraction to tilda swinton either i can't either she's so hot she's super hot and i don't really know why i think she's super hot she just is she's does I think it's the her, androgyny. Like, it's, it's well in it's this film in particular, she's very feminine. But the <clears> fact <throat> that she can play androgynous so well, I also think is super hot. Yeah, I think um, this movie's very boring. Anton Yelchin's <laughs> in it before he died. He's in this movie too. Um, I was another one I watched on a plane, and I would think I was sitting next to Steve, and he was like, "What the fuck are you watching? Why are they naked? Why are they naked so much?" Spoiler: You're just watching porn on the plane. It's not even hot. Like Tom Hiddleston naked's really hot, mm-hmm. but like it's not like hot to watch. It's very boring. Yeah, it's very slow moving. Um. I honestly hated Tom Hiddleston's character. He complains the whole movie and he's like super whiny and it's not, it's not it. It's not the vibe. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to give a controversial one right now. Uh, it's Dunkirk specifically for Harry Styles because I do not care about like war period pieces, but Harry Styles is really hot. Isn't Barry Keegan in that it. too? Yeah. He's really hot. Yeah, he is. So it was like Tom Hardy. Is Tom Hardy in this? I've never seen this movie. Tom Hardy's in it. Well, Tom Hardy's in uh, it. Uh, yeah, it's like, I don't care about World War II dramas, biopics. I don't do war movies. Whatever they're yeah, called. Yeah, that's not for me. I, I think I said like, that on the Harry Styles episode. Is like, no, I we don't definitely like talked war. about how like we don't care about this stuff. Yeah. But, um... The guys were very hot. Yeah. And that's why I watched it. And I was bored out of my mind until they'd flash up Harry Styles, like, trudging through water. (laughs) That was the only highlight of the movie was Harry Styles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The next one I did, this was actually my first ever thirst watch, I think. Ever. I think ever. This is the first movie I can ever recall being like, that actor is really hot. I have to watch this movie because I think he's so hot. And it's Hayden Christensen in the movie Jumper. That movie was hot garbage. But Hayden Christensen is so hot. 
is okay that's yeah i was confused i get confused by jumper and looper looper is joseph gordon levitt right i just get confused about the names um yeah jumper is not a great movie and they set it up for a sequel that they did not need to do that because that movie no. was terrible. Even not this a movie, good, not a great movie. This movie came out in two thousand and eight, and even I was smart enough to be like, "No, I don't want to watch another one of those." But I was madly in love with Hayden Christensen, and I still am. But I was very much as a kid. Listen, my I watched a lot of Star Wars as a kid. Okay. Um, okay, so this isn't on the list, but I just remember this movie's existence. I watched Jupiter Ascending. Um, Mila Kunis? Mila Kunis and Eddie Redmayne. I do like Eddie Redmayne. Um, and high key, like Sean Bean. <laughs> okay. Um, I honestly could not tell you what this movie was about because it was like that bad. <laughs> Isn't it considered one of, like, the worst movies ever? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm looking at it right now. It says that it was a box office bomb. Because it barely made its own movie back, money back. Um, it has a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woof! That's a, uh, that's a low and number. Metacritic, it has a 40. So, yeah, it's not a good movie. And I cannot remember what it was about because I cared so little as it was happening. Yeah, I could see that. Um, the next one's a little bit of a generalization, but I just said those late 2000s Sherlock Holmes movies because I also went through a weird Jude Law phase as a kid where I was, like, obsessed with Jude Law. And so I watched those movies, and I was like, "These are not. These are not good. This is not it." Okay. I mean, I take offense to that because I actually I like those movies. Oh, I did not <laughs> like those movies. I do not think Robert Downey Jr. is a good Sherlock Holmes. No, I would agree, but I thought that they were entertaining. I did not enjoy. But those. I'm also not. I don't have enough passion about this to argue. <laughs> argue fair. a point. I don't care enough. Yeah, I went through a big Jude Law phase as a kid. For some reason. I mean, Jude Law's an attractive man, so I get it. Um, my next one is Eternals, the Marvel movie that came out last year. For literally <laughs> the every entire person cast. in it. The entire <laughs> cast. That is, and this is the movie that actually made me kind of question, not question, but want to propose a third part to this is, Movies that everybody's hot in. <laughs> movies where everyone's hot, like The Mummy. The Mummy is a movie where everyone everyone's is hot. hot. So, um, anyways, maybe one day we'll do an episode of movies where everyone's hot. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Eternals, not, not a good movie. Great. Not great, but you got Harry Styles, you have Kit Harrington, you have Rob Stark, <laughs> Angelina Bridget Jolie. <laughs> Uh, Selma Hayek, um, Selma, Selma Hayek, Chan, Barry uh, Keegan's Barry in that Keegan. one too. Yeah. Um, oh, who's the one guy that is also in that that I like? Also, Harry Styles being in that movie was weird. Can we just acknowledge that? Like, that was weird. Yeah. 
I like how you also were like, I had Rob Stark. <laughs> I couldn't remember his real name. <laughs> um, Bill Skarsgård's in this, apparently. He's a, he's, he's a voice. Oh, the voice. He's not, he's yeah, not he's in a it. voice. Yeah, because um, we watched it, and I was like, hold up a second. Where was Bill Skarsgård? <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone in this movie is extremely attractive. Gemma Chan. Yeah, yeah they're very hot. Um, not a good movie, but all of the adults are hot. Very hot, yeah. Um, this one I put on here because you talked me into watching it. <laughs> um, I disagree also, with you on this one. Also, back in our, uh, when you were in town, we were going through our deep Charlie Cox <laughs> hyperfixation. Um, you caught, talked me into watching Stardust, which is one of the okay. worst movies I've ever seen. I talked you into watching Stardust because it was Charlie Cox. Um, <laughs> no, ben you Barnes did not know Ben Barnes was second. in that no, movie I, we, until I we started. I didn't know. You're right. But we started, we're like, was that Ben Barnes? Um, who else is in it? Um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, she's hot in that movie. Um, I forgot this guy's name. Al Pacino. <laughs> Is it Al Pacino? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I always get Al Pacino this guy confused because I think he plays Al Pacino. I don't know. Also, I don't... I'm not... That's not why we watched it. We watched the no, movie. No, I like. Charlie I told Cox you all these people it. were in it, though. Robert De Niro. <laughs> I don't know why I always confuse him. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this movie. I disagree. I did not with like you. this movie. I enjoy it. The internet loves this movie. I did not like this movie at all. I thought it was an awful. Movie. It has a seventy-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? I thought it was terrible. I know we're not shaming people for their opinions, but this is a bad opinion. It's got a 66% you have a, on Metacritic. You have a I know, bad I, I know. I'm just saying you can shame me for it later. You can shame me for the one I'm going to say. I, yeah, okay. <clears throat> I disagree with you, though. I love this movie. I've been watching, but I, I guess the difference is, like, this is, I think, one of the first Charlie Cox movies I'd ever seen. Um, I think my, I watched it with my sister when I was, like, 17 or six, 16 or, like, I was a teenager when I saw this with her. Yeah, no, I watched this at 28, and I did not care for it. <laughs> okay, um, so I'll go into the one that you disagree with me, then. Fair. Uh, Across the Universe for Jim Sturgis. This movie is a foundation of my eight-year relationship. I would, like to point, I would like to point that out. <laughs> Fun fact, this movie is also one of the foundations for me, Matt's relationship, because we both hate this movie. <laughs> Steven, I love this movie. <laughs> Matt and we I have think the exact opposite reaction. Uh, dude, uh, when we first started dating, I think like on our first date, we were talking about shitty movies, and I mentioned Across the Universe, and he was like, I hate that movie so much. Oh, I loved that movie. <laughs> uh, it's so bad. Wait, when did that movie come out? 2007, so I would have been 13, 14? Like, that was yeah. peak 14-year-old Stephanie. I think I saw it in... 2008 maybe sitting in my friend's apartment or my friend's house on her apartment um i saw it in theaters on the original theatrical run like that was like peak 
teenage Stephanie was it's across so the universe. Bad. Everyone I was obsessed with movie. it too. The thing I didn't get was everyone was obsessed with it, and then like collectively, five years later, we all decided it was a terrible movie. But everyone was obsessed with it, and I was like, "This is what? Like, why? This is so bad. It's like fucking like so so bad." I loved it. I loved it it's so, so much. It's so bad. It's I such a bad it. movie. I still love it. I mean, that's how I feel about Stardust, so I get it. I, mean, I get it from fair. a different standpoint, but I um, agree. So the, the huh, similar vein, another Jim Sturgis movie, um, Cloud Atlas. That movie's so bad. That movie is so bad. There's a lot more people than just Jim Sturgis, Well, I too. watched it for Jim Sturgis, but... I don't Tom, Hank, Tom Hanks and Halle Berry are in this movie. Yeah. It's, um... But I watched it for Bill, Jim Sturgis, obviously. It's, uh, it's, like, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and I still terrible. don't really understand it, to be honest. I don't either. Like, Listen, it's... Halle Berry and Jim Sturgis could not save this movie. The Wachowskis have made two movies on our list so far. What was the other one? Um... Oh my god, what am I blanking on? Now I gotta know who. Oh, Jupiter Ascending. They did that? Oh, shit. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, it's kind of the same idea as yeah. Cloud Atlas. It's like yeah. a rebranded Cloud Atlas. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, my next one is Mad Max. Fury the new Road. one? I would say Fury Road, yeah. Um, specifically, yeah. Um, there were just, like, some scenes in this that were, like, overall, I guess I shouldn't say it was a terrible movie, but there were some scenes in this that were, like, disgusting. Yeah. Um, I was not so a fan of that movie. hate it. Like, I would never watch it again. Um, no, but I I, I've this. not rewatched it since it, I first saw it. Right. It, it's not an awful movie, but I will never rewatch it because it was just, like, gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I watched that, though, for Tom Hardy, Charlize Theron, uh, Nicholas Holt, and Zoe Kravitz. And I have, like, this weird attraction to Tom Hardy. I can't really explain it. I'm not, like, normally attracted to, like, dudes like Tom Hardy. It's certain movies that do it. But there's something about Tom Hardy that I do think is hot. And I think uh, it's the fact that he's, like, a secret British guy. The secret British the guy secret is, British like, a guy. thing. That's, a, that's yeah. a big time thing. It's I know. Like, you don't know until, like, all of a sudden he opens his mouth and like, oh, shit, you're British? So my next one's actually another recent movie. Um, it's actually up for... Is it up for Best Picture at the Oscars this year? It might be. It's nominated for Oscars this year. Um, I don't know if it's nominated for Best Picture or not. But uh, <clears throat> it's called Nightmare Alley. It's the new film from Guillermo del Toro. But I watched this exclusively because I think Kate Blanchett is so hot. I love her so much. I do think she's, she's really so hot. hot. But this I just, like, want her... Is... I want to be her. Like, her style. Like, she's just so cool. I know. She's so I'm cool. obsessed with her. This movie was awful. Um, 
it's really good. They get you in the first half. It's really good. And then like the second half, they of the have movie, me in the first abs- half. It's absolutely just tanks. And then like the, all of a sudden you're like, oh fuck, this movie's three hours long. And the first like 45 minutes is really good. And then you're like, oh my God, how much more of this movie is there? Yeah. Oh my God. Like how much, how much is there? It's not good. And then it got nominated for all these awards and people are giving it all these really good reviews. And we watched it and we were like, this movie is terrible. I feel like that about a lot of the movies. Not that they're terrible, but like they're not that good, and maybe I just don't get it. I don't know. I'm or not a... just like pandering to like whatever. Um, my next one is a debatable one. <clears throat> We've talked about this a little bit offline. Oh, is it Stardust movie... again? <laughs> no. <laughs> the movie The Covenant with Sebastian Stan. So I did not initially watch this for Sebastian Stan. I watched this because my sister said, "Let's watch this movie." The guys are very attractive. And then I have rewatched it since more than once <laughs> for Sebastian Stan. So I do think that this counts as a first watch because I've watched it more You've than just it the one since. time. Yes, I've watched it since I first saw it for Sebastian Stan. And it is not a good movie. This movie so is, there this, is, no this is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, yeah, there's no reason they, to watch it. Didn't they do an episode of... Um, How Did This Get Made? Yeah. yeah, I, I've definitely listened to the How Did This Get Made episode about this. Yeah, I've no, also played of, like, drinking games to this movie, and that's the only thing I can think of when I hear about this movie is getting this absolutely like, shit canned. This is the this is the epitome of the male gaze, but for fourteen year old girls. But for fourteen, but it's not even fourteen year old girls. This is like the male gaze is like this is what men think that girls want to see. I mean, and like fourteen I mean, it is, year old stuff they did want to see, <laughs> and it, that, it, so. it is. But also, yeah, yeah, not a good movie. Um, so quick plot is there are a bunch of male witches. Yeah. A bunch of (laughs) more than one Harry Potter joke. (laughs) There's a lot of Harry Potter jokes. Um, Um, but yes, the only thing I can think of with this movie is, um, in the drink, there is an established drinking game to play to this movie. And the number one rule is you don't talk about fight club. And the idea is that they, they say that you can't, no one can know that they have these magical abilities. So anytime they do magic in front of other people, which is a that's lot. when you that's when you drink. That's the entire movie. Which is a lot. They they say that you can't talk about it, but they talk they about it, it and they do all it the time. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> in very obvious ways, like making a car float. Oh, uh, the, the car the car household. where it like flips over, like that's a big one. Right in front of like the entire high school. Yeah. The guy, like, falls off a cliff onto the beach party at the very first scene. You know, yeah. it's all good. Um, the next one's also a Sebastian Stan movie. Nice. Um, this movie is terrible, but it's, it's kind of hot. Uh, it's called The Bronze, and it's basically, like, Sebastian Stan's this gymnastics instructor, and he previously had been in the Olympics, and he plays this, like, major douchebag fuckboy but he has a tattoo of the Olympic medals above his penis. 
kind of hot. The sex scene in that is very acrobatic as well. And it's just like, I've seen clips of it. And it's like, I don't understand how they were not actually having sex. I don't either. While filming this. I've seen this movie. In order to film this, you had to have been having sex. And I don't really understand how they weren't. I think I actually read something that they hired like other actors to potentially actually do it. My last one, because I think this is the last one that you have in general, and this is like a for both of us, I would argue. Oh, I know what you're ending on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um <clears throat> this is the one I skipped in the very beginning. I added this one, but I think you would agree. Yes. <clears throat> the movie The Devil All the Time for this is literally just a thirst everyone. Watch. This... Except for Tom Holland, because fuck you, Tom Holland. You're too young. It's gross. Even though I think you're, like, our age. He's, like, 25, 26. He's not, yeah. like, that young. No, I know. I just think he's 18. I think he you looks think like You think everyone's 18. Well, yeah, he just played a fucking high schooler. I know. I can't get that in my head. But the devil all the time. Cast includes Robert Pattinson, Bill Skarsgård, Sebastian Stan, and is that where the, the thirst trap ends? Yeah. I mean, we don't I mean those three alone there. sold me. You're um, going to tell me those three people are in a no, movie? No, they sold me. That's, yeah, they're like, a very attractive staff. It's a very confusing movie, basically. It takes not place a good in a small town. Sebastian Stan is the sheriff who is having sex with somebody in his car at some point. Or no, he gets... I, I thought off. Robert Pattinson was the one having sex in the car. No, Sebastian Stan gets jerked off in the car by some oh. girl. Robert Pattinson is the one having sex. He's a preacher that comes to town. He does he's the... having sex with oh the my God. illusions. <laughs> yeah. No, he's he also does the girls. overly sexual scene where he puts his two fingers into the food and then like licks it and everyone. Yeah, like, and it was like. Like gizzards or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it was way um, too sexual. For well, me. it was like also red. It was gross because it was like blood. Yeah. Oh. Um, <clears throat> he's the character that's having sex with underage girls yes. and getting them pregnant. Yes. And then Bill Skarsgård. He plays the Tom Holland's father in like flashbacks, right? I don't remember. Right, because he, yeah, so he's not um, in, like, the present day stuff. Yeah, it's just a bad movie. It, it's not it, present it's day. It's in, the, like, Well, it's not in present 60s. of the present movie. Like, yeah. None of this is present day, but not, like, the present time where the movie takes place. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the trailer made this look like it was going to be a really good movie, and then it was just, I like, agree. what the actual fuck is happening? Like, they're trying to, like, piecemeal the story together. And tell you, like, what's happening from everyone's different points of view, and it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of summing up this film. It's bad. They tried really hard to make it something. They thought they did something Robert Pattinson's acting was amazing in this movie, and he makes you hate him. Oh, I hated him so much in this. Um, Sebastian Stan, arguably, like, not very good in this movie. No, he, like, I kind of, like, forget he's in he's it. kind of gross, actually. Like, this movie made me, like, rethink whether or not I actually like Sebastian Stan because I thought he was kind of gross in this. And the result? Oh, I don't think I actually care for Sebastian Stan the way I... I don't think I think he's as hot as I used oh, to. Oh, okay. And I think it is because of this movie. Like, I don't... 
I don't thirst watch for Sebastian Stan anymore. That makes one of us. Cool. So I think that covers it for this episode. Part two. We'll have a part two. Yes. I don't know why I said that like that, but we'll have a part two. Yes. Um, <clears throat> detailing the exact opposite. Yeah. So part two will be movies we thirst watched that actually are very good. Or that yeah. we, we really enjoyed. That we really enjoyed. Yeah. I'm looking at your list and like... I would pick like half half of them are like ones I would pick for my list. Yeah. They're so gonna be fun. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. I thought hard about I had an easier time coming up with um movies that were really good than movies that yeah. were really bad. I would agree. I feel like I just like have like forgotten, like allowed myself to forget the bad ones. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I'm excited to talk about that one next time. And then maybe one day, just a broad episode topic where everyone the where is in the movie hot. is hot. Yeah. Scream, Eternals, um, I don't know. I'll have to the think mummy. Some more. The, oh, you said the mummy. <laughs> the mummy. The mummy is like the number one. So, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I think we both enjoyed recording this episode. Um, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five-star rating. And if you're feeling extra saucy, please leave us a written review. If you're not totally comfortable doing that, talk to us on social media. We're real people behind the Instagram and the social media. Um, if you listen through the songs, you can hear all of our handles and get in contact with us. And, uh, yeah. Uh, if you send us a DM, we'll read it online. Unless you tell it, us oh, if you. you if you leave us a written review, we'll read it on the podcast. Or a DM. Yeah, or a DM. If you're comfortable with us reading it on the podcast. And we will see you next time for part two. Yep. See you next time. All right, that was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No and. And as always, I'm Lindsay. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.